We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Geico presents Yikes, another voicemail from your roommate. Sup, roomie? Hey, a pipe burst in the basement. It's completely flooded. Anyway, I called for someone to fix it, but in the meantime, I was thinking we could finally have that indoor pool party we've always wanted. I got some cool swan floaty things already going. Could you pick up some chips on your way home? Later. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate isn't the brightest pool float in the flooded basement. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. I, as most of the time, am your host Eric Burtzloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades. I am sick as a dog today, but I've made it, boys. You're a trooper. You're a trooper. I also love that Scott Fish guilted you into now having to say I your I'm your host most of the time. Eric I mean, I Burtzloff. can't say it right after I just missed an episode, Dan. That doesn't. That's true. That you you really can't. But <laughs> I appreciate you being here and pushing through. I'm also sick, but I'm on the back end of it, so. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz summer event, like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz summer event, now serving limited time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Um, hopefully Nathan's somewhat healthy and our guest, our guest looks healthy, but he always looks that good. So 
Well, yes. I, I'm not. I'm not sick, but school started today, so I'm sure one of my students will get me sick within the next four days. Yeah, dude, oh, easily. I, I got a. I, my, I have a baby, and this is the first time my baby's gotten me sick in nine months. Um, I like thought I was going to be like my immune system was God. I thought I was going to be good to go, and I take it all back. I take it all back. I didn't mean it. Please don't get me sick again. <laughs> it's the worst. Take it all back. Okay, we alluded to our guest, so let's go ahead and introduce him. Uh, we have Travis May from a plethora of things: the uh, Fantasy Authority, Dynasty Life podcast, and uh, senior writer at DLF. Right, Travis? Uh, I am a I'm a writer over at. Oh. I don't think I'm a senior writer yet. Unless you, that's fine. I just no. <laughs> senior, senior writer. You've been promoted. Awesome. Well, cool. I'll just let Ken and them know right now. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. It's just uh, good to uh, get to be with you. I, I thought something was funky with you, Eric. You must be like just all, all tripping all on that Sudafed or something right now. You seem a little off. I, I, don't, I don't know. Dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I literally almost took NyQuil before this thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to roll as long as I can make it and then tap out when I can. So if I'd taken NyQuil, yeah, I would have been like trippy. But I am. I look like a Sith Lord. I have like a hood <laughs> over my head. Uh, you my, really do. My hands are like freezing cold. I imagine this is what being a Sith Lord feels like, minus all of the power. Pretty close. Pretty close. You you're kind of you look like you're slipping into a form of leprosy almost. So it's kind of kind of taking form. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was the What was the guy with no backstory in the last Star Wars movie that like the main bad guy got? Uh, you're, you're talking and, and fantasy football. Here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about <laughs> Phantom Menace, the guy who just like didn't even we didn't even bother? Are you talking the most recent? Don't worry about it. No. All right. Don't worry about it. All right. No spoilers on this episode of the Dynasty Trade Cast. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> before, before we get into the show, um, let's go ahead and remind everybody you can get a listener's only thirty percent discount to RotoViz NFL Pass. That's through the NFL Podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Remember, your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content, and it also supports the pod. So you can contact us via email. That's rotovizradio at gmail.com. Or you can slide into those DMs. Uh, that's rotovizradio. Uh, there's really a, a terrific collection of podcasts that if you if you're into anything from i mean now it's going to be kind of more off-season stuff but there really is uh it's it's really a fantastic radio channel uh okay well let's dive in uh the regular season's over guys um i listened to the show last week believe it or not um i didn't hear how many championships you guys won uh, i won the only one that matters eric i know and i and i will <laughs> congratulate you dan as much as it pains me winning the scott fishbowl like you've added instant credibility to this podcast well, to myself, for sure. I still don't know if I can make up for you guys, but um, yeah, that one that one was important. I won two dynasty championships, uh, and I I think I only played in two title games. So, yeah, it was it was good for me. Nice, Nathan. How many did you get? I went bagel on the dynasty championships. Oh, oh I got no. I got second in the DLF. Uh, I mean, not DLF. The <laughs> Rotoviz uh, Dynasty Trade Cast Listener League on RSO. So no big nice. deal. I'll just I beat you guys in that one and got some money. Um, well, but I did. Let, I did. Let me ask you, Nathan. Did you? Uh, I, I want to ask you if you uh, if you have the most draft picks, at least in all of those leagues, that you <laughs> make the championship. <laughs> Tell them about Kadoosh. <laughs> I, I mean, everyone knows about the infamous Kadoosh Dynasty League, where I have seven of the twelve first round picks, <laughs> but, but none of none of the top four. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> wow, that's that's just bad luck. Oh, you nice. took a buckshot approach and whiffed on the top four picks. Yeah, Actually, I'm sure Tra- Travis. I'm sure you had better success. Uh, I had a pretty good season, and last year I had a fantastic season. I, I actually had. Uh, 
four championships last year. But this year I had three, um, one redraft and two dynasty. And I think it's uh, it's always important to mention how many leagues because it's like if it's like that's out of 500 leagues, that's really awful. Yes. <laughs> but it, it was out of uh, – I had eight, 18 leagues this year. It's not uh, a bad ratio for championships. Or, no. I mean – No, not at all. So, I mean, I'll take it. I came out on top when um, – so, yeah, if you were if you were yeah, running five hundred leagues, it. I honestly would ask you what sort of sorcery you're doing to do that. So, shout out <laughs> so, to Ghost, yeah, the, the FF Ghost. He plays yeah. in like a hundred dynasty leagues, which is just stupid, just ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you don't have any time on waiver wire day, that must be you must just make all sorts of mistakes that would just trust your overarching ability to value assets. Um, I whiffed on my dynasty championships too. Thanks, Todd Gurley. It was never even a game on any of them. <laughs> horrible literally just opened up my phone and just like shut it and just like went back to doing whatever i was doing on christmas it was horrible you should have played geo geo bernard like i did which got me my biggest title yeah and then i would have gotten a third place game if i just didn't sit juju smith schuster in week 17 by the way week 17 championships the worst oh my god yeah if you're in one of those leagues just leave just just quit shut it down just burn it whatever you do so it's obviously not that serious um but just something to vent about okay um now that the season's over though um this is where dynasty starts getting fun um so let's go ahead we're gonna we're gonna focus the first portion of our conversation on uh dynasty disappointments and then ask each of each of our uh hosts here as to whether or not they're buying holding or selling uh and then uh and then we're also going to switch and and if you've listened only during the regular season and we kept you around welcome uh we are going to play a game this is the way we kind of do the off-season stuff is we play Dynasty Courtroom today. Um, that's where we all make up crazy accents and pretend like we're lawyers and defend Dynasty trades on Twitter. Uh, so, okay, let's dive into uh, our Dynasty disappointments. I'll just start with our first one, and that is Matt Ryan. Uh, I'll kick to Nathan first. Yeah, I put this one on the list because I think that it's just as much an overreaction that Matt Ryan had a bad season as it was an over as it was an overreaction that he had a great season last year. I think that people are going from okay, this guy was a top six, seven dynasty quarterback to oh, maybe I'll have him as my low end QB two. So I, I think that especially in superflex leagues where it's so paramount to have that job security, Matt Ryan's going to have an NFL starting quarterback job for four or five, six, seven years. That is absolute money in superflex leagues. So yep. I think he's a, a very solid buy where you don't really have to pay much, and the job security's there. The Julio Jones is there. So while he might not return to his 2016 form where he's a top five quarterback, he's going to put up numbers where it, it's you know at your advantage to buy now. I will say who's not there, and that's Kyle Shanahan. So that uh, <laughs> seems to be hurting his valuation. But I agree completely with you. Um, if this is this is the type of player who just you can just plug and play all season long, uh, traditional passer, so the risk of injury is slightly lower than like a Russell Wilson or Cam Newton. Uh, you know, he's he's a guy that I've had on my teams. But yeah, I agree. Like the the hype of him being the the QB one, the QB one last season or QB two, whatever that was. And like, is he going to be an elite asset? I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I think that he yeah. settled much more into that, like late QB one, which is totally usable in, in pretty much every format. Uh, so he's a guy that, that I like, let me ask, um, I'll ask our guest, Travis, as far as Ryan, what are your thoughts on him? And then also valuation wise, where, if you're buying or selling him, what are you hoping to get for him in 2018 picks? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll start at the beginning, just kind of uh, overarching how, you know, how I value him and, and this year and last year, the year before. I mean, he basically sandwiched two of the same season season and and 
we're overreacting thinking that he's just jumped off a cliff and he's this awful quarterback now. Cause I mean, if you just look at, just look at his touchdowns and interceptions, I mean, you could even argue that he had a better season this year than he did in 2015. Uh, but we like to overreact and compare to the most recent thing that happened. But I mean, if you look at the touchdowns, the last three seasons, he's got 20 this year, 38 last year yep. and then 21 or, uh, and he actually had, you know, he was pretty, pretty effective, had less volume in terms of overall attempts uh, compared to, compared to uh, 2015. Was, was the uh, 38, was that like the, the cream filling of the Oreo? Is that what you're saying here? Basically, that was the good part of his career. The best <laughs> part of his career. He's never going to go back to that, but that's okay. Nobody wants the wafers anyways. If you bought Matt Ryan before last season, that's fantastic. Uh, Cause you got a, a great thing, but you probably shouldn't have expected him to just, just stay there for the next it's just not who he's been and not who he's going to be. Uh, and that's okay. He doesn't have to be the number one guy to still be a value. I think when I approach super flex leagues or any leagues uh, where I want to, you know, target a late round guy, I, Matt Ryan is a perfect target because he's the perception is he's cheaper than he's, you know, he's much cheaper than he was than a year ago. So I think he's going to be a value. And I think if you can just assume that uh, he's going to be in that eight to 15 quarterback range, uh, I, I'm, I'm fine paying, you know, what, as far as, are you talking about super flex values and rookie picks? I think like rookie? Usually the way we do quarterbacks is we do one of both. So just really quickly, maybe give your super flex valuation, what you're a buyer or seller for. And then uh, in, a, in a regular QB league, it tends to be a little bit more boring since every serviceable yeah. quarterback's like worth a second round pick. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's kind of where I am. It's like I don't really want to maybe a 12th pick overall if, if I'm feeling really, really rich. I don't know. <laughs> if I have like seven of the 12 rookie picks in one of my <laughs> leagues or something like that. Nathan. <laughs> okay. But as far as the super flex, I think you have to say, what was it, multiple firsts? I, I don't even know what you decide. I, I almost never. I, for me, if I was going to sell him, I wouldn't want to. Uh, sell them for less than that. I mean, I'm not talking about the 1.01, but uh, mid to two. But the 1.01 is uh, enough to get it done for you. What you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be. But okay, perfect. Okay, Dan, uh, let's let's get your take real quick, and then we'll pivot on to our next quarterback. All I want to say is, is do we remember how great it was when people were saying, "Oh, the Falcons are just going to keep doing what they're doing. Losing Shanahan doesn't mean a thing, and nothing's changing." That was the best part of this whole situation for me. Because um, you were right, is that what this is? Yeah, 2016 was Dan. Dan, nobody, nobody in the fantasy industry actually said that. So yes, they did. I had conversations with people all over. I'm not going to name them by names, but it was like every day. Oh, nothing's going to change. You can keep doing what they're doing. Um, so yeah, 16 was was absolutely an outlier. He was impossibly efficient. And what we see in 2017, what we saw in 2015, what we saw before that is what he is. He's a low end QB one, high end QB two. Buying for anything outside of that is either if you're buying low, you're great, go get him. But if you're trying to get him and think he's going to be a, a top five, top six quarterback, he's just not. That's not in his bones. Um, but he's very reliable. He's very reliable. That's that's the best way you can talk about Matt Ryan. Uh, okay, he's going to get you okay, good enough go points. All right, we're moving on. Uh, I'm trying to cut off Dan there because he got the short end of the stick. Uh, okay, moving <laughs> on. This player, maybe we just talk about relatively quickly, unless somebody's got a really hot take here. Uh, Paxton Lynch, first round pick overall, or not overall, but in the uh, the draft two years ago, has looked absolutely abysmal. Um, got injured, got passed by the Brock Lobster, got passed by uh, by Trevor Simeon. Uh, 
I want to say like Kurt Warner was in there. I don't know. He got passed by a lot of washed up quarterbacks. <laughs> so, um, what what if anything are we doing with Lynch? I mean, the value is there even any value? No, he's he's waiver wire fodder. He's the fourth. He's the fourth best quarterback on that entire roster if you include if you include inactives. Okay. Yeah, no argument here. <laughs> yeah, I, the reason I put him on here is I think that. It's more of just there are people who I mean, and I'm one of them who will, you know, try and chase that draft capital guy, the guy that is the first round pick that's been a disappointment in the early years in his career. But I will say Paxton Lynch uh, is not one of those scenarios where I'm going to be chasing the draft capital. I am staying far away. I don't think that anything he's shown so far in his NFL career says that he'll ever be an NFL starter. So I think that there's still some upside and hope that he'll be a starter at some point and sell on that upside, even if it's just like a mid third. I mean, I take a fourth at this point for Lynch. Honestly, I'm not. I don't really have a lot to add, but I'm out, I'm getting out for anything with Lynch. I take blind bid money. Yeah, I, I can't disagree. He's going to be on the waiver <laughs> wire next year. So, okay, real quick, Travis, what are your thoughts, if any? No, I think I mean he's living off of one great season in college uh, on a what small conference school. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, people were just way overacting. I, I remember somebody comparing him to Cam Newton, uh, and I just had <laughs> I just about died well, without so, an arm, like Cam Newton with no arm. Is that what this is? No, he actually that that he had that going for him, but not not even not even close to the same arm. But you know, it's just people really tried to make him a thing when he wasn't. People always want to have that one late round first quarterback they want to be right on. And I'm sorry, dude, you're just not. Okay, let's <laughs> let it go. If you have Paxton Lynch on your rosters, and all four members of the Dynasty Tradecast today say go out and get whatever you can, if anything. Pepper everybody with offers for fourths. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, running back who's been prolific, but kind of fell off a cliff here. And it seems like um, in the most recent playoff game, the Titans kind of turned the tide to uh, to a Derrick Henry era from a DeMarco Murray era. Um, if you have DeMarco Murray on your roster, I guess what are we anticipating him to do this season? And more importantly, what are we anticipating our, our owners to do, our listeners to do, if they do have DeMarco Murray on their roster? I think he moves on, um, but I think – you as an owner should be holding. Um, you know, you like to sell sell your veterans when they kind of get to a, a higher point in value. Right now is not a good time to sell DeMarco Murray. Everyone's just assuming he's a dead body. Um, I, I don't think that's true. I, I think he's gonna he's gonna do his best to get healthy and try to find his his you know spot on a roster, whether he's in a committee or if he can win a job outright. I don't really see that as an option, but he's gonna have nice you know, if you're in a deeper league, he's going to have some nice value. I, I believe next season, if he's if he's healthy, we have to assume health. You know, we thought maybe like someone like Jamal Charles this year was going to be healthy and do something, but that never happened because he couldn't get healthy and just couldn't get on the field um, as much as useful would have been. So I think I think holding Demarco Murray right now is the smart move, just because you, you're not going to get anything for him. Yeah, what well, if you? What would be the amount that you would have to get to consider moving on from Murray? If, you, if somebody offered you a second, would you just take it out right? Probably have to be a high second, but anything you know, two hundred four and earlier. Probably, I'd probably legitimately consider that. Okay, let me ask Travis: uh, How many more years of production are you thinking Murray has left in the tank, if any? I mean, I, I I'd have to say probably two. Uh, I think as somebody who went to about a half dozen practices for the Titans this summer, he was never healthy from the very beginning of this season. Even in parts of camp, he was struggling with hamstring issues, this or that, and. And I think we got the old version of, of Murray that just couldn't stay healthy. And he never got there ever, not once this whole year. I don't think he was ever healthy for even one game. And so I think that's really going to 
really going to drive down his price. And I think he's going to be a great value to some team for maybe two more seasons. The Matt Forte treatment, and he gets plugged yeah. into some team that it looks like an appealing situation. And like Dan said, you have a much better sell high window, even if he doesn't do anything ever again. Well, uh, you can you can ride well, the buzz of the the off season for sure if you exactly. can sell him exactly. to a new, new team. Yeah, I like that a lot. He's set to be the sixth highest paid running back next season, and that's just that's just not going to cut. No, he's it, they they can cut him with no penalty. So yeah. uh, I doubt he's back next year. Okay, let's Nathan thoughts on Murray. Yeah, my thoughts on Murray are you, you talked about how many seasons he has left. I think it's more of how many sell high windows does he have left because now is not the current time. But if I'm offered a pick in that two or three, two or four range, I'd probably just take the the risk of him not having that sell high window again. But the two times I see that sell high window possibly opening are a if he signs a place with a really good quarterback, really good offense, and then not much behind him in the backfield. Or B, it's like week 12, week 13, and his, you know, the guy who's actually getting snaps ahead of him ends up getting hurt, and then it's playoff time. Okay, let's get this guy who's going to get a guaranteed 15 to 20 uh, carries in the game. So I think there's two more selling windows. It's this offseason and then midseason next year. But after that, I think that Murray and his dynasty value are kaput. Okay, no, I completely agree. Uh, I, I don't know that I have a whole lot to add on Murray. I think I'm trying to get out if I can, if I can get a second round pick and people still will sell for that. But I do like Travis's recommendation of uh, waiting for him to go somewhere and then pulling a Mike Glennon here and trying to sell him once he, once he gets a deal somewhere else. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and just lump in three wide receivers here where who had pretty high draft capital are relatively young, except for the dynasty Mima um, and are, are had high draft capital, um, in the past years in dynasty. So uh, that's Devonta Parker. That is Kelvin Benjamin and Sammy Watkins uh, finishing um, in order. The wide receiver 46, 49 and 50 play the sad trombone drop. The dynasty Mima. That's one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. Calvin, um, he's actually older than your Mima. That's true. <laughs> Fun fact about Calvin Benjamin. Oh man. So going down the list, you know, Parker was someone that we kind of all uh, tried to jump on the bandwagon when he was coming out of college, you know, kind of loved what he brought to the table and, and maybe had that prototypical wide receiver one style and, and was going into an offense that didn't really have that person. Um, it, it's just a it's kind of one of those things where it maybe just doesn't quite get it or he can't quite get healthy uh, because he doesn't, didn't really seem right. You know, we saw flashes, the last couple of years, uh, you know, he's had games where it's just kind of crazy. And and then all of a sudden he disappears. And obviously they force feed Jarvis Landry and, yep. and Kenny Stills. Yeah, right. Uh, they definitely should. And, and, but Kenny Stills has been getting some good looks too on the same type of routes that Parker can thrive on. Obviously Parker's a little bit, you know, a bigger body guy that can go up and get it. But uh, he's got that speed too. And they just seem to want to use Stills instead. So there's that. Um, Calvin Benjamin, the dynasty Meemaw, uh, no thank you. I've, uh, I've been all out on I mean, Is he going somewhere else this year? Like, Is he is he not a, not in a Bills uniform this next year too? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, I think that it's a bit of a sunk cost of Buffalo. That, And this is weird when parts of NFL Twitter were like, how come Calvin Benjamin got sold for only a third-round pick? When my reaction was, Holy moly, an NFL team got a third round pick for Kelvin yep, Benjamin right. on the expiring contract. So I, I think that the Bills will see it as, well, we don't really want to give that third round pick for basically nothing. So they'll probably re-sign him. And it, 
a lot of that has to do with the fact that I don't think his really market value will be that high. He'll probably get it something like a like a two year, twelve million dollar deal, which is not much in today's NFL. Yeah, I can't I can't disagree. I think he's I think he ends up uh well and that whole team looks different next year too. So who knows what ends up happening there. Because I don't think Tyrod's back in uh in the Bills. So uh that'll be interesting to see. Uh what about um and I guess Nathan, do you have any thoughts on Parker or what you're what you're trying to do? I mean, well I guess I'll back up on the Dynasty Meme. Are we just selling him for whatever we can get for him? Any second, yeah. Second. Okay. Anybody disagree with that? Willing to sell him for a second? Okay, I've got a bunch of shaking heads on an audio podcast. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that uh, works, man. That's, uh, yeah. that's how this works. Okay, let's move on. Um, and Travis, I'll kick over to you on Sammy Watkins, and then you can you can hop in on the other two there. Uh, thoughts on what you're doing moving forward with Sammy? Man, if you have him, it's just it's not like you can really sell him. But at the same time, like uh, how sure how sure are we that he's really going to ever be this stud ever again? Not I'm very not sure. sure that that's sure anymore he had a, a nice little touchdown streak here uh this season but i think a lot of people were surprised at how successful robert woods was how successful cooper cup was uh, this yeah. season and it's not too often that there are two or three really trustworthy wide receivers on the same team every year there's it that happens single digit times total you know i mean maybe three teams two teams have multiple fantasy viable wide receivers that you feel confident starting every week. And so I'm not sure that Sammy gets there again. And so I think his name value has him inflated just enough that you could find the right buyer. That was a believer. What's the but sell might value be one of the, in your eyes? Is it like, I mean, is he still worth a mid first? Is he still worth an early first? I think based on where he's being taken in startups, he has to be worth a mid mid to late first and something like that. But he's, he's nowhere near that colossal multiple first nonsense where he was just you know one two years ago and so that that sucks but this might be one of the last big buy buy high or sell high windows that you get on sammy if he doesn't ever come back and and just be that stud we because if he has one more season where he just doesn't do that yeah just to chime in on sammy before we move on uh, to the tight ends i think that for me as a guy who loves sammy who has him on tons of rosters the biggest concern for me is that the Rams were one of the best offenses in the NFL with him not really getting much catches or receiving yards. He got the touchdowns to score the points. But, you know, when you have an explosive offense like the Rams did, you'd think, okay, we're going to get our points through Gurley. We're going to get our points through Watkins. That wasn't really right. the case. They got their points through Gurley and Woods. So I think he, the he worry wasn't is, transcendent on the field is, is what I think is interesting. Yeah, but – from my point, the worry isn't that he was bad on the field. It was that he wasn't used enough on the field on a team that was just not being stopped on offense. But there's got to be a reason for that, right? You, you mean you just think they're like, yeah, Robert Woods is a better physical specimen who gives us more. Do you really think they're sitting around saying that? No, that's my point. I'm saying that they had an explosive offense. They're like, oh, Sammy will give you like four targets a game. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they were clearly doing something right by not targeting too often. Totally, except for they didn't win. <laughs> All right, um, let's move on to the tight ends here. Uh, th- let's talk Jordan Reed and Greg Olson. Um, I'm looking actually at our notes, and I I almost want to call BS, but Jordan Reed was the tight end eight, Nathan? In points per in, game. In points, points per game. Oh, points per game. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, the reason why I put the points per game there is, actually, I, I still think even with the tight end eight ranking in points per game, that is a bit of, you know, a... a 
decline on his career. People always thought, yep. okay, Jordan Reed, he's great, you know, and he's going to miss some games. He's going to miss some games, but he's still going to get you that top five tight end production when he's in there. Well, he missed a bunch of games, and he didn't even get you the tight end five production when he was in there. So I think that, you know, obviously tight end isn't like the end of the world or anything, but I think that Jordan Reed has proved to not be worth the risk of injury and, and, you know, his long list of history between concussions and hamstrings, both of which I'm not the injury predictor over here, but concussions and hamstrings both have multiple occasions of reoccurring. So I am out on Jordan Reed, but... I think that most of the nice community is too, so I don't think you can really sell either. Yeah, what about Greg Olson? Um, uh, what are your thoughts there as far as another another tight end who see, whose window seems to be closing? It's not just closed. It is slammed shut for Greg Olson. It, it, it's one of those things. I mean, the one, like, you know, silver lining you can take as a guy who might be trying to sell Greg Olson right now is people kind of just assume, oh, Greg Olson missed the whole season. He stunk, you know, just because he's been hurt. Well, he played seven of the 16 games for the Panthers, and only one of those games he got more than six PPR points. So basically played half a season, didn't do anything with it, had one good game. So I, I think that you know the, the slight chance to sell is that people will write off it as, as an injury, but it's likely an injury common, common, in combination with the fact that he just wasn't that good. He was good when he was on the field. He he was just always hurt. And even when he was on the field, he was still hurt. So I think you kind of mixed that point in with your point by saying, you know, some of it can be the injury. And I think most of it was the injury. Uh, Olsen's not somebody I'm out on yet. I mean, I if I can get decent value for him, I'd probably... What are you buying for, then? If you're, if, you're, um, if Nathan's selling, what are you buying for? Uh, late two, probably. Mid, mid two, late two. I think you can probably get him for that now. Nathan, would I, you I, 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 I'd snap except a mid two. I would consider late two based on team construction. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think I think Olson definitely is, still has it. I mean, he's he seems like someone that's long for the game. Um, I, I think he's probably got a few years left in the tank for sure. Uh, on the other side of this, Jordan Reed is someone who I was extremely high on and still love the ability, but these injuries are accumulating and catching up. And it's it's gotten to the point now where it's just the Tyler Eifert situation where he's not playing enough where it's worth it. Um, and, and that's just kind of the nature of the beast with the position. But you got to have guys that can be on the field. you got to take the production wherever you can get it, even if it's five, six, seven points per game and you can stream. That's worth way more than spending a ton of capital getting a tight end that's really good but never plays. So uh, I'm with Nathan here. I'm actually entirely out on Jordan Reed. Uh, which hurts because he is very good, um, but just can't stay healthy. All right. And for those of you just hopping into the the pod, uh, we're being joined by Travis May of the Fantasy Authority, Dynasty Life Podcast, and DLF. Uh, I'll kick to you, Travis. Uh, what are your thoughts on Reed and Olsen? Are you just kind of mirroring the thoughts of of our panel here? Yeah, so even not not this season, but even last season, yeah, two summers ago, I felt like you couldn't even sell Jordan Reed in in the right league. Uh, I think a, a few of my leagues where I had Jordan Reed, I was just kind of shopping him. I was just thinking he's probably going to have concussions again. He's probably going to get hurt again. I don't, I'd rather invest elsewhere. And no one was really interested in the prices that were supposedly market value even then. So now I just I don't think it's really trying to sell Jordan Reed. I don't I don't think he's going to be in the NFL for more than maybe a couple more seasons anyway. So I, I kind of like view him as a really old veteran (laughs) how we kind of viewed like 
Larry Fitzgerald like two years ago, basically, <laughs> um, except he's going to do a whole lot worse. So I'm out on Jordan Reed entirely. Just about anything I'm going to be willing to accept on Jordan Reed, to be honest. But Greg Olson, not done with him. Yes, he was not solid this year, but he really obviously was not 100%. And this is a guy who just came off of three 1,000-yard seasons. Yeah, he's older, but I mean, that's five straight seasons with at least 69 catches. I don't know. I'm I'm just, yeah, thanks. But I just, I'm not really giving up on him completely just yet, especially in an offense where they really don't have that great of other options. Like Devin Funches had a decent season. Okay. And what else? I'm not going to give up on, on investing in Olsen, especially when his price is definitely down. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he's the type of player who, if he does go back to his ten reception type uh, type output uh, per game, that he can turn into you know he can turn into an immense dynasty buy here. Um, okay, uh, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this segment and move on to the dynasty courtroom. So this is the dynasty courtroom. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're out of order! The whole trial is out of order! Now entering the courtroom, the Honorable F.F. Salamander. Thank you, thank you. Please be seated. Please be seated. Um, Ma'am, no gum in the courtroom, please. Uh, Thank you. So today we have um, an interesting case. This is the first court of the offseason, and I want to thank everyone for being here. Today we have our good friend Travis May defending the Jimmy Garoppolo, Kenyon Drake, and a 2019 first. And the, um, the defendant on the other side here is Nathan Powell, who will be defending Andrew Luck and Sammy Watkins, Travis, uh, if you'd like to plead your case, uh, please do so now. Well, I mean, we just saw what Jimmy freaking money did for the past, what, I think uh, back half of the season. So I I have to say, uh, you know, the future is bright on the West Coast for uh, the San Francisco 49ers. So I, I... what what's not to like? Am I really going to invest in a quarterback who is still probably, I'm just going to, even though it's probably not true, I'm just going to say he's over in Europe still getting and, and trying to figure out if he's actually going to play and be healthy. I know he's supposedly throwing, but I think I'd rather uh, take a look at Jimmy. And I'm just kidding. I, I, I love Jimmy G a ton and I love what Drake did. And I love the 19 first. I think they're both great values. I think they're, as far as market value goes, they're all, incredibly expensive right now so from a straight up value point and standpoint uh with you know less confusion involved with less variables involved so it's a small sample with drake and small sample with jimmy g and who knows what in 2019 first will be i think the value of that and those assets and the hype right now especially i i have to hold on to that side of this trade what about you nathan value Talk about value, man. I'm talking about I'm talking about points. I'm talking about points with this trade. Andrew Luck is a guy who, if he returns and when he returns in week one of twenty eighteen, he ends up being a top top five, top four quarterback in all the dynasty and all the all the fantasy football. He's got T. Y. Hilton, he's got Dante Moncrief if he comes back. 
you know, the, the Colts are just going to have so many weapons after this draft. I feel like they're going to continue to support Luck, and Luck's going to continue to be healthy. And then you add on Sammy Watkins here. So Luck, obviously, much better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And we break this down to Kenyon Drake in a 19 first for Sammy Watkins. Kenyon Drake has shown flashes, but he's only shown those flashes in a backfield without Damian Williams. If it takes Damian Williams getting injured for you to score points, you probably aren't that good. And then as far as the 19 first, like unless this is locked in the Keel Harry or the DK Metcalf, for those that listened to the Debbie podcast last week on the Dynasty Tradecast, other than that, this is a pretty easy luck Sammy side for me. Uh, I think that both are safer assets that will score more points in the next four to five years. Nathan, you're lucky I don't hold you in contempt for even mentioning Dante Moncrief in my courtroom. Um, next, next slip up, next slip up, you will be held in contempt. Uh, this is this is an interesting one, folks. I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of in between a rock and a hard place here. My love for Sammy Watkins, even though I shouldn't be biased as a judge, is is going to show a little bit. But I think the the upside with Mr. May over here. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely has to uh, win out here. So I'm going to rule in favor of Travis with the Jimmy Garoppolo, Kenyon Drake yes. in 2019. Outrage. That's right. Outrage. That's right. <laughs> Shouldn't have mentioned Moncrief, to be honest. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> that, was it. that was it. How's your downfall? And now entering the courtroom, the Honorable Judge Travis May. Well, hey everybody, I'm Travis May. I'm I'm Judge Travis May. I, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and I talk like this because this is how we talk down here in Nashville. At least that's what we think of uh, on the West Coast and the East Coast and up there in Chicago. Yeah, and so uh, Judge <clears throat> Travis May presiding. I think I'm uh, talking about the uh, Brandon Cooks and Big Ben for the 1.05. Patrick Mahomes and uh, Samuel's at Curtis Samuel. Is that right? Now, sir. <laughs> I'm going to stop now before everyone stops stops listening. Seriously, though, I, uh, I, I've i got to say that again and so that everyone can actually understand it. Brandon Cooks and Big Ben for the 1.05 Mahomes and Curtis Samuel. And I can't remember which one, which one is defending which. I'll start us off. I do reckon, I reckon <laughs> that I am defending the the more controversial side of this trade. But people look at Brandon Cooks and what he did in New England. And honestly, it was underwhelming. You know, he had some good games, had some bad games. But is he really worth the type of dynasty value he has right now as a mid-second round dynasty pick? Maybe even higher for those that are those youth chasers. Brandon Cooks is still like 19 years old. Well, I'm going to go with my side of the 105, which is in one of the best draft classes to ever, you know, appear on planet Earth, 105. Pat Mahomes, who, if you haven't, like, been on Chiefs Twitter, Pat Mahomes is basically Brett Favre combined with uh, Aaron Rodgers, combined with Joe Montana. And it's all true. So, Pat Mahomes, QB1 for the rest of his lifetime. And then Curtis Samuel. Now, for an actual real dynasty take here, I think Curtis Samuel is one of the best dynasty by lows of the offseason, a guy who's going to be a deep threat in the Cam Newton offense. So I, I think that Samuel, the fact that he's been injured and hasn't really proven much is a great by low opportunity and a guy that you can get for like a late second, early third right now. Kind of slipping mm-hmm. uh, in and out of 
consciousness there for a second, Nathan. Yeah, were, were you <laughs> you kind of you you were you were Floridian and then you were Tennessean? <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm confused by the whole situation. But let's talk about Brandon Cooks and Ben Roethlisberger. Brandon Cooks is on one of the best teams in the entire NFL, and he has the I mean the goat of goats in Tom Brady throwing the ball to him. Now, none of that's guaranteed for the future, but how are you not going to bring him back after you spent a first-round pick on Brandon Cooks? I mean, the guy, all he does is put up points. He was a little bit quiet this season, but he had himself a nice year. Plus, you got to look at uh, the other guy here. That's that's Ben Roethlisberger. He's now got, and let's make sure we do this in order, Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, oh, stop. and Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> Plus, they do have the option of bringing Le'Veon Bell back. Tell me how that isn't the one quarterback you don't want to go by having those four options to put points up. I mean, that alone should win this entire case. Pat Mahomes is a pipe dream. He might show some flashes. He can throw the ball across his body to the left hash, to, from the right hash to the other side. doesn't matter. And then Curtis Samuel, yeah, you know what, Nathan? I'm going to give you that one. I'm going to say he is a good buy low. But not worth anything not right now and the 105 could be anything the 105 could be norm powell for all we know so you've got to stick with brandon cooks and big ben here judge and i I really thank you for hearing out our case today well uh judge travis may must must preside over this with with care and i must stay in character the entire time unlike one of the defendants As I stay in character, I must say that I aim to be knowing a reckoning who in the world Patrick Mahomes is going to be. I know he can throw it over them there mountains. That's fine. That's fine. But I don't know. I don't know what Patrick Mahomes is going to be. So I just don't. I just can't commit. I can't say that he, Samuel's going to be, is going to be anything worth going after. So Brandon Cook's. 17-year-old, a three-year-old, whatever we want to say, Brandon Cooks. And Big Ben, with the 47 weapons that he has, has to be the decision today. And that's all. That's all I got. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. This is rigged. Fake news. Sad. (laughs) (laughs) You just stayed in character. (laughs) Introducing the one, the only, Judge Nathan Pal Pal Pal. Hello, how you doing? Today I am representing the case of Dan Sanyo versus a, a Travis May. Dan Sanyo, FF Salamander, as I recall from previous proceedings, he's representing the 101, also known as Saquon Abarco Lee, 103 for Derrick Henry, the 102. And the 111. Once again, 101 and 103 for Derrick Henry, 102 and 111. I'll give Travis the first chance to uh, defend himself. So, uh, Derrick Henry, I'd have to say that he is definitely riding the hype train right now. And so, a lot of people want to, you know, combat that. They want to just just say, no, he's not really as good as he's he's been. He's he's not going to just blow it up in the in the uh, backfield with Tennessee next year. And 
I will say, I do think that the Tennessee Titans will probably add some help this offseason, may even spend a mid-round pick on another running back. But I think Derrick Henry has proven that he is the real deal when when it's really counted for the Tennessee Titans. And I think he's proven that he can just pound and pound it in the NFL. I think there was some concern, you know, that there was just some narrative about him being this big SEC back. And so, uh, you know, he's just going to come in and, and, and steal the show. And uh, he didn't do that because of DeMarco Murray. But now what he's been able to do in, in the last few weeks with his opportunity has been unbelievable. So, yes, I love Saquon Barkley or whatever his name is, <laughs> according to Nathan. But he's really not there yet. He doesn't run with the same ferocious nature that uh, Derrick Henry or even Darius Geist does. Yeah, I like Saquon Barkley more than Darius Geist, but I I'd love to – believe that uh, he's going to be a, a big thing but i'd rather have uh, the sure thing and a run first offense plus the second pick which i could probably get a, a darius guys uh from lsu uh, or uh courtland sutton or a james washington uh, another stud rookie plus another late fire and at the end of the first round i think for me the surefire productive running back that derrick henry should be next year plus another top option, plus another dart throw. I think it's an easy decision for me. Well, that's, that's all good and well. Um, and I don't know what a Daryl <laughs> Juice is, but and that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about Saquon Barkley, okay? <laughs> this is the bona fide 101. The cat can run 4-3 flat, and he can bench press a truck. All right? That's what we're talking about here. Plus, 103 which could be uh, uh, Sony, Sony Michel, I believe. is He's from Dodgeball. I believe that's who that is. It could be Cortland Sutton, who is just going to be awesome. could be James Washington. It could be any number of players. You're not going to lock me into Daryl Juice. I don't want nothing to do with that feller. But we've got Saquon over here, and he's, he's, just, he's a superhuman. I don't even... Does he wear a cape? Is that what that is that's on his back? Is that a cape? And Derrick Henry, I mean, he you stand next to him, and you could you could just kind of nudge him. He'd tip over. You just don't want to be in front of him, that's all. But in front of him, you can stand behind him. You, you'd never be able to catch you if you stood next to him or behind him. You can't move sideways or backwards. He's like a like a kangaroo. They can't jump backwards. And and he got 111. I don't even know what that's going to be. Probably a tight end or something. Uh, no one wants that anyways, so... Judge, I, I think you don't have any choice but to go with Mr. Barkley here. And, you know, 103 could be any number of options. You don't want to get tied up by someone named Juice. Not, not going to lie. I really enjoyed your accent there, Dan. That was, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. Order, order, order in my courtroom. There will be no compliments between between lawyers in my courtroom. That's, that is illegal. It is uh, holding you all in contempt. But I will say, I reckon. That for sure, Dan, your uh, your uh, usage of Daryl Juice will give you the victory in this case. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, Daryl Juice. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Your Honor. That was, that, was probably my, that was probably my best showing ever. I, I think I went. I think I went two and zero. I think I went two and zero on that one. I, I went zero and two, so that was great. Uh, <laughs> All right, Travis, thanks for so much for coming on. Um, this is the opportunity we give for you to plug anything, anything. So uh, go ahead, plug away. Well, I just really uh, appreciate the, the promotion that you guys gave me earlier as a senior. <laughs> no, I really have enjoyed my time with 
uh, with DLF Dynasty League football. Just a, a great family of writers. Just a, a blast to hang out and talk football with you guys, right with you. Uh, just uh, proud to uh, to serve alongside you and, and rank and, and beat you guys in our leagues and stuff. That's always that's always fun. Uh, but uh, it really enjoyed being a writer there and contributor there. But uh, also the Dynasty Life podcast and the FantasyAuthority.com. That's where uh, I kind of really started the Fantasy Authority. So they uh, a bunch of awesome, awesome people uh, work really hard and have been continually growing and getting better and better. Uh, can't say enough about those guys. So uh, just Definitely give the Dynasty Life pod a listen. We'll be getting a brand new episode out this week. And check out my stuff at the Fantasy Authority and Dynasty League Football. Thanks, guys. Now, Travis, before we go, um, who was uh, the best guest you've ever had on the Dynasty Life podcast? <laughs> well, hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. No, you can't answer that because you haven't had all the guests yet. <laughs> That's true. I guess if we just call it quits right now and just said, okay, we're done. We could just, you know, be done. Cause you know, we actually haven't had the guy who has the better Southern accent on before. (laughs) (laughs) We have not, I have not seen a, you know, a full podcast of me asking you questions. So we'll see, but I'd say just because uh, I I really want to, uh, suck up or something. I'll just say Ryan McDowell. Let's go with that. He was our first guest. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> uh, you're the best. That's fantastic. And that's our show. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to rate and review. Five stars. We love you all. <laughs> <laughs>